The Detroit Pistons scored twenty. The Detroit Pistons scored forty-seven points in the first quarter. They were up by over twenty points in the first half on the Sacramento Kings. It felt like they were hitting every single three they shot, and somehow they still ended up getting blown out by the Sacramento Kings. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons podcast. For usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review. Whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, that's another great way to support the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers got $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Now, for those of you guys watching on YouTube, and I'm sure some of you guys can tell those of you guys listening on podcasts, you guys can hear it in my voice. For those of you guys watching on YouTube, you guys may be wondering, Koo, why are you wearing a black hoodie? And why do you have the hood over your head with a shadow cast over your face and barely seeing your eyes? Well, the answer I have for you guys is each game from not here on forth, I've I've started to notice every game I watch of this franchise this season, I get pushed further and further, or actually closer and closer, I should say, to joining the Sith Lord and going to the dark side. And after this one, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer to going to the dark side, completely giving up on the, on this franchise, and turning evil and going evil against the Pistons going evil against the Pistons fan base, just going completely to the dark side and betraying everybody. So this is this is going to be the look you guys get from me until there's a reason for me to come back to the Jedi Force. But anyways, let's get to the podcast. The Detroit Pistons were up by 20-plus points in this game to the Sacramento Kings. They did not have Kay Cunningham in this game. We'll talk about his timetable a little bit later in the podcast. But they were without Kay Cunningham in this game. And in the first quarter, of course, I started to see some crazy stuff getting floated online that maybe the Pistons were better without Kay Cunningham. Because in the first quarter, they won the quarter 47 to 29. And people actually were starting to ask the question. I saw it. Oh my God, are the Pistons playing better without Cade? They said, is the ball moving better without Cade? Is that what the pisses need to do they asked is Kate holding the ball too much is he why the team can't get, get it going offensively and surely enough just like anybody with two eyes and a brain could have predicted that once the Pistons stopped hitting literally every single shot they every single shot they threw up there they continued to get blown out and I'm almost 100 percent sure that the Sacramento Kings, yeah, the Sacramento Kings, after being down by 20 at some point in the first half, end up taking the lead back in the second quarter. 
It wasn't the third quarter they took the lead back. It wasn't the fourth quarter. They took the lead back literally like 10 minutes later in game time. Not 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 literally 10 minutes in real life. 10 minutes of game time later, they took the lead back. And the Pistons ended up finding themselves down by 21 points to the Sacramento Kings. And they lost this game to the Sacramento Kings, 131 to 110. Now, I don't need to do the math for you guys, but I will. The Pistons outscored the Sacramento Kings by 18 in that first quarter. They ended up losing by 21, which means through three quarters, they were outscored by 39 points. So I think it's fair to say they're not better without Kay Cunningham. This is just another showing. We'll talk about some concerns that I have about some of the young players on this team, some of the things you're starting to see with some of the young players on this team. Um, but this is the, the Pistons have, I, there's only so many things I can say about this team over and over. They just don't have a good roster. They don't have a good roster. They don't have a good team. They don't have many options to go because even their current options, their best options aren't good options. So like for tonight, they brought in Joe Harris, Monty Williams brought in Joe Harris because he thought, you know, we can't get anything going in the second half. Uh, we need some kind of spark. Let's get Joe Harris in the game. And Joe Harris hit three threes tonight, so I'm assuming we'll probably see Joe Harris in the rotation moving forward over somebody. However, again, just like we've talked about multiple times in this podcast, you plug one hole, another one opens up. This team is simply not good. This roster is simply not good. And there's not any buttons that any coaching staff will be able to hit that will get this team out of where it's at. Their wing rotation right now is Isaiah Livers, who played 15 minutes, Asar Thompson, who played 13 minutes, Kevin Knox, who played 19, and Joe Harris, who played 8. They have no wings. They have no wings. The one wing that they drafted, Monty Williams has decided he doesn't want to use him no more. He has decided that he no longer wants to use Asar Thompson. Asar Thompson's inability to shoot has caused them to completely fall out of the rotation. and Not, not, not completely fall out of the rotation, but fall to the absolute end of the rotation. Um, if it wasn't for Joe Harris tonight, Asai Thompson played the least minutes of any player on the Detroit Pistons, which continues to be an issue for a team that is now 3-33. and 33. Uh, What is the point of playing veterans over him that aren't good? Other guys, not even veterans, just guys, other guys that are maybe a little bit older than him that aren't good. Why are you not getting him reps? We've talked about that multiple times in the podcast. Why all of a sudden Asar has stopped seeing minutes on the worst team in the NBA? I I can't explain it to you. I don't know if anybody could. So, look, the Pistons in the first quarter, they shot the lights out. That's the only reason why they were even close in this game. They came back down to earth immediately. In the first quarter, they shot 7 of 10 from 3. That is quite literally the only reason why they were in this game. It was not because they were playing better without K. It's not because they look so much different. It's because this time guys were hitting shots at an unreasonable level from beyond the arc. And it came crashing back down to reality and they got blown out by the Sacramento Kings. They out, got outscored by 39 after the first quarter and they moved to 3 and 33. And before we move on to the topic about the young players, let me say this to you guys. And I say this again as, the, as Darth Koo. Troy Weaver should be sending the Toronto Raptors Kay Cunningham for free for the Christmas gift that Toronto gave them 
by making that trade the day of their game against the Detroit Pistons. Because if it was not for that trade, if it was not for the Toronto Raptors not having half the rotation because they were involved in trades, if it was not for that happening, because that is the only reason why the Pistons were able to beat them by two points, too. It was the only reason they beat them by two points and cracked this losing streak. If it was not for that, we'd be sitting here looking at this team on a 33-game losing streak. They'd still be in the national news, and Troy Weaver would be correctly being talked about as the worst GM in professional sports right now. But because they cracked the winning, the losing streak, because Toronto gifted them a late Christmas present, now they're no longer in national news. Now no one's paying attention. Now no one cares. And Troy Weaver can do nothing without being criticized by the national media now. No one's going to say anything. No one cares about the Pistons now. No one talks about them. So, Masai Ujiri, you might have Kate Cunningham coming your way as a thank you present by Troy Weaver. But it might be quite literally the only reason why he still has a job as of tonight. As of tonight. So, uh, this is the same terrible team that you saw lose 29 straight. It's going to be the same team you guys are going to watch go on another 29-game losing streak because this team is awful and everything surrounding the team is awful. The front office, the organization, from top down, it's all bad right now. It's all awful. And in this game against the Sacramento Kings, you saw once they stopped shooting like the Monstars within this game in the first quarter, the Sacramento Kings exposed them at every single level of the roster. They exposed the fact that they had no wings. They exposed the fact that their bigs are terrible defensively, which we'll talk about in just a moment. They put them in pick and roll. They destroyed them. Their set, Demonis Simonis had his way with the Pistons' big men. The Pistons don't have any wings on this team again. They don't have any defenders on this team. There was multiple possessions in this game where I, I, it, it, multiple times I found myself saying that was the worst defensive possession I've seen this season. I said that to myself at least three to four times. This team doesn't got defense. This team doesn't got offense. The Sacramento Kings waited for the Pistons to stop looking like God in the court in the first quarter and then absolutely exploited them in every level of their roster in every way possible and embarrassed them after the first quarter. That's what happened. And it's what's going to continue to happen to this team. It's going to continue to happen. Now, outside of this loss, there are some concerns that I have with some members of the young core and what we're seeing from them as of right now and the overall young players of this team. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. A few years ago, when betting became legal in Michigan, I didn't know which app to go to, but I found FanDuel, and I haven't turned back since. Super easy to use, extremely fun to use, get paid instantly, and there's a lot of options on there and across multiple different sports. I suggest FanDuel to all of you guys. It's fantastic. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. That's what FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't, if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, I should say. Hit that subscribe button. 
leave us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. I am, I'm probably one more loss away from getting a, a red lightsaber. And I'm probably two losses away um, from overthrowing the Detroit Pistons. Um, and, and then I'm probably three more losses away uh, from from showing up on the podcast in a full Darth, a full a full Darth Vader outfit. We're, we're we're getting closer and closer. I've been pushed completely to the dark side. I, I've absorbed the dark side. There is no light no more. It's all darkness. And instead of searching for the light with this business season, I've absorbed the darkness. Anyways. The Detroit Pistons young players. There's some concerns that I have with these young players and some of the things that they're doing this season, some of the things they're picking up on, some of the bad habits that they're picking up on. And we're going to talk about that right now. So the first young player that I want to talk about that I have some concerns about right now is Jalen Duran. And it's not by no fault of his own. Over his last eight games, he's actually putting up some decent stats, box score stats, which Jalen Duran is going to be a double-double monster. As long as he plays 30-plus minutes, he's going to get double-doubles. He's a freak athlete. He dunks everything he can. He has playmaking for a big man. Incredible offensive rebounder. Again, like I said, really good athlete. Has potential to be a, a hub or be used at the high post somewhat as a passer and run your offense through. And over the last seven games, he's averaging 15.3 points a game, 12.4 rebounds, 2.6 assists, shooting 70% from the field, and 84% from the free throw line. And if I told you guys just those numbers and wrapped it up, you guys would probably say, well, why are you worried about Jalen Duran? He sounds like he's being fantastic. He sounds like he's played absolutely amazing, and there's nothing to be worried about with him. Well, I think he's played all right. I think that in order for him to be the Pistons center of the future, there is a massive hole that has to be addressed by him, or he will not be able to be the Detroit Pistons center of the future. And the problem here is, hold on, you guys can see my eyes a little too much. I get back into it. Um, the problem here is, is that Jalen Duran was put into a situation this season that was absolutely unfair to him. And something that I said, you know, you guys can still see my eyes. But anyways, it, it was something that I told you guys all offseason was going to be unfair to him. And that's something that I did not want them to do. And I begged them to address this, but they did not address it. And now what you find yourself seeing from Jalen Durham this year, as a 19, 20-year-old big man, he is being asked to be a defensive anchor for this basketball team. And like I told you guys all offseason, young guys, especially young big men, are not good defensively. And unless you're like Dwight Howard-level prospect, you don't make a jump from rookie season to the next year and become some defensive monster. Or if you're Victor Wembanyama, like you don't, or Chet Holmgren. If unless you're a defensive prospect like that, you don't see those guys come in and become anchors of your defense. But what the Pistons have done, they have put all almost all of the defensive responsibility on Jalen Duran to be a fantastic defender and make up for quite literally everybody in front of him. Cause now they're starting just Isaiah livers. I, I don't know what to say about him, man. Isaiah livers is no longer a good defender this season. He's been a terrible defender this year. He hasn't been a good offensive player. He hasn't shot the ball. Well, he's been horrible this year. That's just keeping it a sack. It's keeping it a buck 50. 
Now, I know disrespectful tip. I don't mean any any disrespect by it, but he's been straight up terrible this year. And not only are you starting Isaiah Lewis, you're starting Boyan, you're starting Jane Ivey. And for the time being, you're starting Killian Hayes, who's been horrible. And then before Killian Hayes, obviously this past game, Kay Cunningham, who with all the uses he's having to do offensively, how much of a load he's having to carry offensively, we have not seen the same defensive uh, ability from him like we saw during his rookie season. So what you're asking Jalen Duran to do is to make up for every single player's weaknesses defensively in front of him and be a tremendous defender, which he is not. To be honest with you, outside the first three games of the year, he is a straight-up bad defender. He is a poor defender. Sabonis feasted on him tonight. Jalen Duran has not been good around the rim protecting the rim. He's not been good in drop coverage. He has not been a good defensive big man. And the thing is, we should not be expecting Jalen Duran. The expectation for Jalen Duran at 20 years old, which, by the way, he just turned 20 a few weeks ago, I believe, like last month. We should not be expecting Jalen Duran at 20 years old to be that. I see people already, before I even hit record, I see people talking on Twitter and the fan base talking about some, well, if Jalen Duran isn't going to and be this great defender, they might need to move on from him this year. Well, like, if that was your expectation for him to be that, then sure. But the expectation should not be Jalen Duran at 19, 20 years old to be this good defensively. Your expectation should be that around when he's 24, 25, he hits his stride defensively, and that's when he hits his peak. Not at 20 years old. And the fact that the Detroit Pistons came into a season preaching defense while adding no defenders and adding no defenders at the center position for Jalen Duran to learn from, and for him to sit down for when he makes mistakes offensively and to watch, learn, and see how you play defense. They didn't add any of that to the team. And instead, what they're allowing to happen is Jalen Duran to play heavy minutes, not play good defense, have bad defenders all around him, see bad defense at every single angle, and now he is picking up bad habits. Now he is jumping at everything. Now he is not playing even close to the type of defense we saw in the first three games of the season, where you saw him start with Kay Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Asari Thompson, Isaiah Stewart, which, again, offensively was not good at all. But defensively, like we talked about at that time, having those defenders in front of Jalen Duren made his life a lot easier defensively to just read the, you know, read the defense or read the offense and play defense, protect the rim, and be aggressive because he had better defenders around him. So I am not on here. I'm not on here trying to say that they should go back to that starting lineup. No way. No way am I saying that. I'm simply saying the one time we had defenders in front of him, he was life was made easy on him, and he were able to see some development being taken by him. But now, after they saw, oh God, if we go that lineup, we will be the worst team in the NBA offensively. Now they've went full offensively, and it's helped Cade. And you gained some nice box score numbers from Dern. But if you're watching the games, you see how horrible he's been defensively and you see the bad habits he's picking up on defensively and he's not improving on that end. He's not being developed on that end because he's not being put into position to develop, which again is another failure by the front office. And I guess you could say a failure by Monty Williams, but Monty Williams doesn't really have many options. And again, I don't think Monty's done a good job this year at all. But with him not doing a good job, he is also not being given a very good hand to deal with anyways. He's just doing the worst you possibly can, I think, with the hand he was given. That was already bad. So that's number one concern I have with young guys is that Jalen Duran is picking up on bad habits. He's not developing as a defender. And because of the roster and because of their unwillingness to do anything at 3-33 and 33 and continue to be able to have their jobs safe by ha- 
by being the worst at your job, you still keep your job and don't have any pressure. Because of that, you're probably not going to see any changes. You're probably going to continue to see Jalen Durant pick up on bad habits. And next season, when stuff starts to go south with him defensively, you see these bad habits come back up and everyone starts complaining. You can point back to this season and what happened throughout the entirety of this season as why Jalen Durant has not developed as much as quickly as people would like defensively because he was not put in a position and he was not put into an environment and he was not put into a system that enabled him to develop with the players around him and develop on the defensive side of the floor. That is the first concern I have. The second concern with the young core or the young players, I should say, is that everyone outside of the core four is awful. They've not been good. Isaiah Livers has been terrible this year. Killian Hayes, listen, sorry. I, I hope you do well. I hope. I still believe there's a player in there somewhere, but you've been horrible. And it's, it's over for him in Detroit. James Wiseman's not good. He's also awful defensively. Marvin Bagley doesn't even play anymore. You gave him a three-year guarantee contract, by the way. You've been trying to, I can tell you guys right now, I can confirm for you guys that they have been trying to trade him for months and they can't because no one wants him in his contract. But Marvin Bagley doesn't even play anymore. And I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I'm not too big of a fan of Marcus Sasser. Marcus Sasser, and I know he's also not, I don't think any of these guys are being put in a position to develop and to succeed. So I'm sure he's being hurt by that just as much as everyone else. But Marcus Sasser is not a good passer. Marcus Sasser is not someone who can run an offense, which I, I understand is not what he's being expected to do. But basically what I see from Marcus Sasser, he's a guy who's going to come in the game. He's going to shoot five to six times immediately. And if he hits a few of them, you're going to get a big night out of him. If he doesn't, you got to sit him down because all he's going to do is look for his own shot. He's a simple, he's just a pure scorer. And if he's not scoring the ball at an insane microwave rate, he's, you can't play him. So I, I, outside the core four, and we're, or we're having questions about What's going on with the SAR? We're having questions about Jalen Duren's defense. Jane Ivey has not had that good of a season, I'd say, this year. And what you can say that's because of the coaching staff and because of the things happening around him and how he's been yanked around. I, and all that's true. Either way, he hasn't had that great of a season. So really, I think the only guy that showcase, you know, that they are going to be great and you can believe completely in is Cade. So, I mean... I, it's tough. It's tough right now. These young guys are being put in a position to fail. They're being put in a terrible position, and no one's doing anything about it to put them in a better position. And what's going to come of it is they're going to develop bad habits. They're going to get worse. Their value will go down for the Pistons and across the league, and then the Pistons really will will be screwed. So, I mean, that's what happens when you just don't do nothing in situations like this. Your young players get worse. They develop bad habits. And now you're screwed. But, you know, at least you have cap space. Anyways, when we come back, we'll talk about Kay Cunningham and the timetable that was revealed for him and his return. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash NBA and get on your way to being your best self. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space. You want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking supplements every morning. Now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that actually will really stick. Oftentimes, people think of therapy 
and think that you're only going and talking about and trying to figure out things that you're not that good at and things that you're really struggling with. Well, that's not the case. Again, like I said, instead of just doing that, you can also just expand on what you're already doing right. Give yourself a pat on the back and continue to improve and continue to get better at things you're already good at. And the great thing about Better Hope is that you get a licensed therapist and you can switch that therapist at any moment just like that for no additional charge. So if you want to try out BetterHelp, you get a licensed therapist and you don't feel like you guys are vibing all that well, you can just switch to get a different therapist just like that. And it's entirely done online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your own schedule. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA to celebrate the progress that you have already made. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Another great way to support the podcast. We got an update on Kay Cunningham's injury. He is going to be reevaluated in seven to 10 days. Now, based off the things that I've heard, Cade is doing well. He's feeling okay. Nothing serious, just like the reports have said. He's doing all right. However, I'd be sitting here lying to you guys if I was not terrified for the updates that I'm going to get in seven to 10 days. I'm terrified for the notifications that comes to my phone in seven to 10 days. Because this coaching, this franchise, I should say, not the coaching staff, this franchise over the last few years has caused a lot of. I'd say distrust between the fan base and the training staff. Uh, there's been many times where, you know, it sounds like guys don't have that serious of an injury and then they're out way longer than you expect. Um, even last year with Kate Cunningham, you, you know, it, it wasn't originally that I saw someone retweet the report when he first went down with the shin injury. It was, Oh, he'll be reevaluated in a few games and it didn't sound that serious. Next thing you know, he's having season ending surgery, you know, with Blake. Oh, he can't make it any worse. Career was over. Uh, you know, we, we've seen it with many, many times where there's not much transparency with the injuries and things come out of nowhere. Even Monte Morris, we, uh, you know, Monte Morris is over here tweeting out, Cap, I'm healthy, I'm ready to play. And the next thing you know, he's out four more months. Like, it, it's happened over and over. So I am terrified that in seven to ten days when he does get reevaluated, we'll get an update that's like, oh, actually, he'll be reevaluated again in like four weeks. We, we, you know, he actually has hurt a little bit more than we thought, like something like that. Um, but based on the things I've heard, he is doing okay. Um, and the reports uh, say that he's all right and he's going to be back or he's, he's going to be evaluated in seven to 10 days. As far as, as far as what will the Pistons do while Kate's out, they'll lose. Like that's a, they're going to lose more games just like they would do if he was still in the lineup. And I, I don't, I, I, in the last podcast we'll talk about we talked about like possible positives that could come out of Cade being out. Yeah, I, I don't see any like positives being able to come out of this. Tonight's game after the first quarter was just so porous offensively. Guys were all over the place. No one could handle the ball. Everyone was turned the ball over. Killian had six turnovers in this game. Ivy had four turnovers. Dern had three. Boyan had three. Like these guys, as soon as they had to start creating for themselves and create for the other team for other players, 
it was just uh, it was just terrible. I don't see how anything's going good going to come out of this stretch without Cade for the young guys with the guards. I just don't think not only are they not put in position to succeed with the guys around them. I just don't think they're well equipped to handle this without Cade. Just like last season, they weren't well equipped to handle it without Cade. And you saw them lose just as bad. They just happened to get a win in between. So it wasn't like a 40 game losing streak. It was just like two separate 20 game ones, I think, or something like two separate 18, 16 game losing streaks or something like that. Um, but they were just as bad, maybe not as bad, but close to as bad last year without Cade. I think that's what you're going to continue to see from them this uh, during this seven to ten games or day stretch without Cade. But like I said last podcast, the only hope of this is that Jane Ivy gets more on ball reps and he looks good with it. Because I don't think he's looked good at all with the on ball reps this year. I feel like he's been very inconsistent. He's been up and down. He's been he looks more out of control this year than he did last year. At the end of last season, I should say, last at the end of last season, he looked like he was calming down and settling in um, and was improving. He looks more out of control again this year, I'd say, with the ball in his hands, trying to create for everybody. He does showcase the ability to make skip corner passes. He does showcase some nice passes every now and then still. Obviously, it has it in him. But not always is he making the right decision. A lot of times he's out of control. Um, so maybe that's the most you can hope for during the 7-10 to 10 day stretch is that Walkade is out. Ivy starts to look better with the ball in his hands, creating for other people, creating for himself. Um, he's actually been fine creating for himself, just scoring-wise and drawing fouls. But as far as running an offense and creating for everybody, he sets into that more and starts to look better with more reps. And then maybe you can balance it out a little bit more when Cade returns. Um, that's maybe that's the hope. Um, but anything that we've seen this team without Cade last year, what we saw them without Cade in this game against Sacramento, it really gives no reason to hope. Um, so just front office needs to go changes need to be made. I'm gonna keep doing it. Every podcast, say it to you guys at the end, front office needs to go three and 33. There's no reason why the, you're doing your job, the worst out of anybody in professional sports and you, and they should keep their jobs. I, it's just truly maddening. Oh, it's not even three thirty three. It's three and 34. Uh, it's, it's truly maddening. It's just, it's, it's just absurd. It's, 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 it truly makes no sense. I can't believe I, I like, I, I wish you guys, I need you guys just to talk to people outside of Michigan and what they think about the fact that someone can do this bad, their job and just be safe. Like have their job guaranteed safe by the owner a few weeks ago like that. It's just, an, it's really insane that what's going on with the Pistons right now. And it's, it just showcases why they're not going to get any better. Nothing's going to change. They're not going to get any better because it, it starts from the top down and no one wants to take accountability at the top. No one wants to make any changes at the top. And it's, it, it, everything's a mess. So Fun young players, believed in them, still believe in them. They have incredible futures ahead of them, um, but they're being screwed right now, and they're being put in positions where they're not develop, being developed properly because of it, and they're developing bad habits because of it. So in a year from now, two years from now, we start talking about how they don't they have these bad habits. They didn't develop how we wanted them to look. Uh, you can point back to what they did during this season by not doing anything. So, um, yay, go Pistons, you feel me? Uh, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen every single day. Being available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button at the YouTube channel. Give us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe out there. Come join the dark side. And until next time, peace out.